Hey everyone, blessings to you. Thanks for tuning back in to the Seacoast Community Church podcast. And it is the month of July, which means that we are starting a new book. And this is a book on the subject of retirement. I don't know how much you have time, how much time you have devoted to thinking about retirement. Some of you listening are already in retirement or perhaps are nearing the age of retirement. And there are a lot out there that's written on the subject of retirement. It's become something very, very popular to think about, especially amongst 20 and 30 year olds. I mean, you've probably heard this or heard of this, but about many books out there and many productivity enthusiasts, many of those who have established themselves for themselves a pretty well uh, financial estate and how they have been able to retire early. And this seems to be a thing now very popular where many people, especially young people, are trying to figure out, okay, how do we retire early, right? What does that look like? How much money do I need to save? What does the management of my time look like? You know, how can I get there to retire early? And it seems to be a new fad right now. And But as Christians, we need to think about retirement uh, through the lens of Scripture. And, and it's not that what is out there is bad. I think there's a lot of good stuff out there. But I, what I will say what is that I disagree with this pursuit of retiring early. That is in your 20s and 30s or even in your 40s, if you are still able to work. And to me, I think that is a sort of a, an escapism. Like, let's escape the nine to five, right? Which is one of these uh, subtitle of one of those popular books that are out there. How do I escape the nine to five? How do I kind of leave and uh, leave the confines of the the cubicle to pursue the life that I really want? You know, that that sounds amazing. That sounds wonderful. Who wouldn't want that? But uh, I just wonder how many 20 and 30 year olds actually know what they want to do with their lives once they stop working. You know, what is what does that look like? I mean, I, I would uh, there are certainly people out there who are already in retirement age and they have no idea what to do with their time. You know, they've they've got enough money for them uh, to take care of themselves. They're not even living lavishly. They're living well uh, below their means but they really don't have much to do and they are and you have many people who are at that retirement age and have stopped working where they're trying to figure out what do I do with my life you know what's the purpose of my life and so uh, if you are listening to this and you are already at that stage in your life where you are retired or you are coming close to that retirement age I hope that this, the book that we will be covering this month will be helpful to you as you think about retirement and what you and how you manage your time and your resources. If you are in your 20s or 30s or, or 40s or, or if you are still working and you have not given a lot of time to what your retirement looks like, then I hope that this will spark some interest. I hope that this will spark some ideas and that God will give you some 
some good ambitions uh, that God will give you just a, a, a good vision of what your retirement can and should look like. So for this month, we are talking about Reimagine Retirement, a book by C.J. Cagle. The subtitle is Planning and Living for the Glory of God. And uh, I will also add that if you have not given a whole lot of thought to retirement and what that stage of your life looks like, I, I don't think it's ever too late to start thinking about it or too early to start thinking about it. I certainly want to be thinking about it, even though I am years, I'm, I'm decades, <laughs> I'm decades before I can actually retire. But I do want to think about what does that look like for me? So this is a, a very important subject, even though it's not actually addressed in the scriptures. But it is something that deals directly with, with you and I. At some point, we will get to a stage in life where we can no longer work, or at least not work as hard as we used to. Or depending on the job you have right now, when you get to 65, or if you continue to hope to work, you know, to say 70 or 75, you may not be able to do exactly what you're doing right now. There is a sort of a systemic problem right now. According to a, a recent study by a major accounting firm, almost 40% of employees over age 50 have $50,000 or less saved for retirement. And a third of them have nothing saved at all. Among the baby boomers, those who are nearing or already in retirement, that number falls to 32%. So this is uh, a failure to plan. And there are many people who are in dire situations who do not have the money to be able to save for retirement. But there are those who can actually work really hard. And I think everyone can work really hard to put themselves in a good financial position to start saving for retirement. But we got to think about this. We got to think about our future. We got to think about the legacy we leave behind. We got to think about, you know, what we might leave for for our children or our, and or our grandchildren. So I hope to think about this topic with you uh, together. And uh, while the subject of retirement is not specifically addressed in the scriptures, in fact, I think the only time retirement is ever mentioned was with regards to the Levitical priests. Actually, this is what the author writes and that they were required to retire at the age of 50. But even then, they didn't necessarily stop working. I mean, they, they functioned as teachers or tutors and even still taught to some degree. So the thing that is important for us to consider as we think about retirement is not necessarily the absence of responsibility, and we should not see retirement as a way of escape from work. But we need to think about retirement in a different way. We should have a grander vision for our retirement. And part of this begins by thinking about our work. Work isn't some a consequence of the fall, but work is actually something that is instituted by God. Before sin came into the world, God gave Adam a job, and that is to tend to the Garden of Eden. 
to work it, to keep it, to cause it to bear fruit. That was his job. And, and, and it was as a consequence of the fall that work became that much more harder. It is filled with vanity. It is filled with distress, with stress, uh, with pain and sweat. So there are, there are thorns in our work, and that's a consequence of the fall. But God also instituted rest as well. And what we see, and I found this helpful in the book, what we see in the scriptures is this pattern of work, rest, work, rest. Right? God worked, and then he rested on the seventh day. But it doesn't necessarily mean it was an absence of responsibility. Right, He still manages the world. He still controls the world and upholds it by the word of his power, the word says. And even in the Old Testament, with regards to the Israelites, they were called to work, and then they had a Sabbath year where there was no work done, but then the year after that, they go back to work. Uh, the Sabbath day, the Israelites were called to not work, but then the following day is back to work. So what you see is a rhythm of work and rest, work and rest, but never this retirement where there is no work at all, which is an interesting point. I never thought about that before. And so what does this mean for retirement? Is So is retirement biblical or is it unbiblical? Should we be looking forward to retirement? Should we should we be working towards having a retirement or is this or is this a bad idea? Is this wrong? And, and so that's what we need to think about as we engage with this book. And I found also helpful where he talks about the things that we are called to be stewards of. And stewardship is a biblical concept. And the idea of stewardship means managing. And it also means that that we are managing something on behalf of someone else and we are called to be stewards, which that means that someone else owns what we have. And that is God. God is the owner of all things. And you and I are called to be stewards. And what are we called to be stewards of? And he uh, talks about four different categories or four different things that we are called to be stewards of. One is our talents or gifts. God has given to us specific gifts or talents. And so how are we stewarding those things that God has given to us? Are we using it for our own selves, our own gratification to bring honor to ourselves? Or are we using it to for the glory of God? Are we using it to uh, for the church, for his people to serve others? Another thing that we're called to be stewards of is testimony. And that is that we are stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which means that we are called to share the gospel with others. And by the way, one of the ways that we can be most effective as stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ is by entrusting it also to our own children, if we have children in the home, right? It's, it's telling them and teaching them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this way, we are good stewards of our testimony. Another thing that we're called to be stewards of is treasure, the things that God has given to you, those resources, uh, wealth, perhaps your your home, those things that God has given to you, how are you stewarding those things? How are you managing thing, managing those things? And the last one is time. We're called to be stewards of our time. Everyone has the same 24-hour day. Nobody has any less. Nobody has any more. And so how are you using the time that God has given to you? Are you redeeming the time are you stewarding it for the glory of God? Are you using it to better your family, 
uh, to better those around you. And so how are you doing with regards to stewarding these four things? Again, treasure, testimony, talents, and time. And this is a helpful way to think of retirement. We should not think about retirement as an absence of responsibility or endless time wasting, but how are we going to steward that season of our lives? Wait, what do you envision for that that period of that season of your life? How do you envision that right now if you're already at that age? And so I think this is a really helpful way to think about retirement, and that is in terms of stewardship. And so we are called to be managers of all that God has entrusted to us. And if God has given you this time of rest from work in the form of retirement, how are you going to steward that? In what ways are you going to use that time to work effectively for the glory of God and for others? We see one example in uh, in Titus, I believe, where he instructs the older people in the church to teach those who are younger. Right, This is a form of work, and this is a call to stewardship. How are these older saints called to steward their time and energy and resources by investing in younger generations? Isn't that wonderful? Oh, what a wonderful command. What an amazing picture that is. That you can, that you can, that you have this freedom, this flexibility, that you don't no longer have uh, this nine to five that pulls you away from from life, uh, from your family, from your friends, and from your church. Now you have this time, and that you would then use it to invest in the lives of others, particularly the older generations. I think that's something that we can all strive for. Why not? Imagine our retirement being like that. You know, that we, especially as a seasoned Christian, you know, to think, if you're, if you're younger like myself in your 30s or even younger than that, to think that 30 years from now, you will have, Lord willing, if you live that long, you will have many experiences. You'll have many trials. You'll have many victories. You will see, have seen and witnessed God working in different ways. And Lord willing, as you continue to be taught by the word, you will grow in wisdom. And what an amazing picture that is for us to imagine ourselves at the age 65 or 70 or 75 and entrusting this God-given wisdom to those of a younger generation. I think that's something we can strive for and work at. That is a good use of one's time. That's a good use of one's retirement. It doesn't look like going out of your house to go to work, but it's working in a different way. It's a stewardship. So I hope that you found that helpful. We're going to continue to think about this, especially as I said, retirement isn't in the Bible. It's not there, but but we should look at some principles in the scriptures that might speak to the subject of retirement. And this is what this book intends to do. So I hope that you will continue listening in and we'll catch you uh, the next episode.